this episode. Sean, that was a very festive introduction. Well, I'm feeling festive. Why try something new when the thing that you've got works perfectly well? This is a time of year full of routines and rituals. My bike is fine. Uh, there's nothing wrong with my bike. This bike is part of my identity. If you're not changing, the competitors are changing, right? What jumps out there? What do we like? What do you think? Yeah, but you're right. Again, I, I like how you go to the emotion. I think that's mm. a good instinct to have in any storytelling. Welcome to Anecdotally Speaking, a podcast to help you build your business story repertoire. Hi, everyone. I'm Sean Callahan. And hey, everybody. I'm Mark Schenk. And Sean, that was a very festive introduction. Well, I'm feeling festive, Mark. I'm, feel, I'm feeling like that whole uh, Christmas period is starting to happen. Oh, well, they uh, do say it is the season to be jolly. Is that so, right? Okay. Yeah. So there's a bit of jolliness happening. Um, and, and I thought what we could do today is, is we'll share our story, as we do. I'll have a chat about that. But it'd be great to have a talk about later on on the, you know, just how do you go about hearing some of the stories in that festive season? So yeah, so this is this is our last podcast episode for the year, and uh, yeah, the Christmas is only a few days away. So it sounds like a great a great idea. That's a plan, right? That's the yep, plan. that's a plan. Okay. A festive episode. So, have you ever had one of those situations, Mark, where you know you suggest something and there's that resistance? People are they sort of they're comfortable with the way they do it, you know, and and you know. Why try something new when the thing that you've got works perfectly well, right? They all, yep, the whole so thing, you're kind it's of not broken, don't routine. fix it. You're in your routine, yeah. Yep. So this story, I think, is a, is a nice tonic to just get people to maybe even try out something a little bit new, something a little bit different, right? And I guess and it's, 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 it's an interesting time of year for that because this is a time of year full of routines and rituals, Absolutely. Right. So this could be a useful, you know, little story to have in your back pocket uh, for, for the, you know, the Christmas break. Um, so here it goes. There was, and this was told to me by Mike Adams. Um, and, you know, he was working with some of his colleagues, a company that he worked for in the past. And one of them told him this story that he was, he was trying to convince his wife to upgrade her bicycle. Right. And, you know, and he had a nice bike and, and every time he suggested to her that maybe she should upgrade her bike, she'd go, look, I love my bike. My bike is fine. Uh, there's nothing wrong with my bike. You know, I'm happy with it. I'm comfortable with it. I'm used to it. Right. And wasn't it something about this bike is part of my identity? Something. Oh, that's right. Yeah. It was yeah. that, that went one step further, right? That yeah. This bike was part of her identity, which I thought was interesting. And anyway, they were on a bike ride and her bike uh, I think the frame actually broke on the bike. It was something substantial, right? It couldn't be ridden. And, and so the guy sort of says, look, why don't you ride my bike home and I'll, you know, sort of just get your bike back home. And so they did that. And when he got home, his wife sort of grinning ear to ear, you know, it's like, and she says, oh, I love your bike. It was so easy to ride. I was, it was comfortable. You know, you know, I love that gear thing that it does. And, you know, all, all these little things that was just beautiful. And so he sort of said, well, you know, maybe we should get you a new bike. Oh yes. I'd love a new bike. Right? <laughs> and, and it was this change that occurred. 
And I think this is this is often what happens, you know, when someone suggests a new way of doing things, you know, you're kind of comfortable with how it works. Um, you know, why change? But here's an opportunity. There could be something even better. And in fact, I was telling my my walking buddy in the morning, Michael, um, another Michael, uh, about this story. And he sort of said, mate, if you're not changing, the competitors are changing, right? So, you know, you got to be moving and changing and updating anyway, just to, you know, to keep up with the, the, the front of the pack. What do they call it? The peloton, isn't it? Um, in, the, in the bike riding uh, nomenclature. Um, anyway. Uh, having watched a couple of uh, Tour de France's, yes. Yes, right. Yeah, but that's... I must say, when I'm on my bike, pelotons are to be avoided. <laughs> I, don't, I stay away from pelotons. It's a bit scary, I would imagine. Yes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. There's all these rules I don't understand. Okay. So what do you reckon? That little story. What's What jumps out for you? What do we like? What do you think? Well, I, I, I like its relevance to Christmas because lots of rituals, lots of routines, and some of them you might love. Some of them you might think, eh, maybe not so good. So you, you, you might have a desire to get your family, your friends, to try something a bit different. That story could help. Yes. Yep. But it could also be that there's um, something they suggested to you to do something differently, and you might have this story in mind when you resist it. Yeah, right. Absolutely. So just having that, just being, just hearing that story might just give you that ability to, to jump in and, and have a go, right? Yeah. I mean, for me, what I love about this story is it's a very ordinary story, right? It's not a fancy story. It doesn't have a fancy, dramatic, you know, sort of turn or anything like that. But it's a story that you tell people on a day-to-day basis. It's, and people have that type of experience. A lot of people are out there that do this type of thing. They ride bikes, etc. So, and if it's not riding bike, there's something... That's a yep. very equivalent to that, right? And get a new pair of runners or yeah, or let's get a different ham this year. Don't go there. No, that's right. Don't go there. <laughs> okay, that's a bridge there, too far. There are some things you don't change. So I don't know. I mean, in terms of making it a better story, I mean, I threw some probably sort of flourishes in there about the woman grinning ear to ear. I don't know if she was grinning ear to ear. Uh, but that's how I imagined it. I imagine her excitement after riding that new bike or her husband's bike. Um, so, so one one that stood out for me is is the the inciting incident. There you right. go. Yes, yeah. and, and just for everyone's uh, all the listeners, I don't say stuff like that normally. I just thought I'd throw that in there because. <laughs> well, but, but anyway, what are you saying about it though? The the moment when she the the bike broke, and. How did she feel in that moment? You know, was she was she heartbroken? Yep. Um, you know, that, I think that could really amp that up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she might have been just annoyed for the fact that her bike was broken and, and couldn't be ridden, right? So, yep. uh, yeah, but you're right. Again, I, I like how you go to the emotion. I think that's mm. a good instinct to have in any storytelling endeavour is to sort of think, okay, what's the emotion going on here? Um, cool. So then, what what you have is you've got a contrast, right? You you you've got the contrast between her disappointment and then her her excitement when she yeah. realizes that. Oh, hang on. And I notice I notice you didn't you didn't do the obvious, which is the the husband was not being listened to. Like I'm glad we didn't go there. 
Right, right, okay, right, yeah, um, yeah. Because I, I don't, I don't think I heard that, you know, in the story that, that when I heard it told to me. So, yeah, it wasn't a big part of that. So, I think what you got there is a, it's almost like a, a before situation, the incident, and then the after. It's a very simple mm. structure for the story, yeah. right? But as you say, it's 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 an ordinary story. Yes, and, and it's one of those. It's it's a great example of how these ordinary stories can be incredibly powerful, right? And yeah. and often we look to the the, the big sagas and epics and, and grand structures, when in fact you get an enormous amount of impact from just very simple events. You know what? I, I put something on LinkedIn uh, today or yesterday. I was just talking about, I was doing a podcast this morning and, and the host asked me, oh, how do you tell whether someone's a good storyteller? And I said, well... You know, maybe the indicator of a good storyteller is you've got stories to tell that, you know, you can, you know, an example pops into your mind when you're talking about something. And then a very good storyteller is one where other people start telling your stories. Right. Right. Yep. But here's the thing that interests me, right? I had someone respond and they sort of said, oh, another thing that a good storyteller is they rehearse their stories. And, you know, like an actor would rehearse their story. And I went, you know, I don't rehearse any of my stories. And you can probably tell from this podcast, it's, uh, they're not the most beautiful stories and lovely rehearsed stories. But I don't think that helps your story in a business setting, rehearsing it, because it starts to sound like a performance when you rehearse it. And if you nail everything and it's just this, you know, sort of, uh, I would just say, uh, word perfect, beautiful story that just flows off your tongue, I think people get a little suspicious about yeah, that it's, story. It's, it's, it's generally not authentic. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and so, yeah, that, that, that thing, you, yes, you should practice your stories, but you shouldn't ever practice them to the state, to the point where you can perform them beautifully. Yeah. Like, it's more about just delivering them effectively to make a point. And I tell you the way I practice, Mark, is I just tell the story to a few different people as part of the conversation, not like, hey, I'm practicing a story. Like when I go on my walk this morning, you know, I tell the story when I go and see uh, and on another podcast, I tell it again and I get better at telling it, you know, after two or three tells, I'm starting to work out how does it fit? How do, how do I segue into it? How do I get a point out of it? You know, you do it through practice. Like if I was to sit in my office and just practice the story, I don't know. I don't think it would go down well. Anyway, well, that's a little sidebar. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, you know, there's different... I, I actually I do think that practicing your story is a is a good thing, um, because often the first time you tell it, it's rubbish, right? You've missed, yeah. You know, you're kind of not quite sure how it sequences. You might have too, it might be too long, mm. and so you 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 don't want. I I don't want to be using my story uh, for real when. I haven't practiced it, so I, I do like to practice it a couple of times. And you know, mm. for example, to you know, hey, Sean tell you the story, you know, do that with a couple of people and then, okay, I'm ready to insert it in the party conversation. And yeah, I guess I, I practice it while getting like in real life. I don't do a special practice. My practice oh, is, I, I guess I was pushing back on there that I, I, I wouldn't, I would generally avoid using an unpracticed story on, on, on when I'm a guest on a podcast. 
Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. I had one. I had one telling of that story before I told it. But I mean, I, yeah. you know, you just got to give it a go. It wasn't my best telling, but it made the point. They loved it. It was, um, you know, it made sense. So, so right. I guess, so, I guess, so I story, guess it's a big spectrum, isn't it? So, yeah. so the story uh, is potentially useful at festive season because it can help you break some rituals that you don't want and perhaps trigger you into trying new experiences that you might be resistant to. So, so I mean, I know that we've got my family, we've got some, 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 I don't know, bad habits, uh, rituals, let's call them rituals. Ritual. Call them rituals, <laughs> Mark. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. What have you got in your family? What's your key rituals? Uh, it's, one of the one of the rituals is uh, uh, seafood and champagne for breakfast. I can't see anything wrong with that. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. You you don't want to have too much seafood and let that go on for too long, um, because then lunch becomes problematic. Yeah, yeah. But what a nice thing. I mean, that's the one of the great things about having a summer as oh. your Christmas, right? You get seafood, you champagne in the morning. What fabo? That's great. I mean, one of our rituals is to watch the movie Elf. Will Every, Ferrell. Will Ferrell. It's uh, we almost know it, you know, verbatim as the as the movie plays, um, and I think we've been doing that for at least ten years. So whenever Elf came out, is when we started watching Elf. Good, good Christmas movie. Right. So what if somebody suggests, Sean, instead of watching Elf this year, let's let's watch the Santa Claus. Yeah, I just say bugger off. <laughs> oh, Arthur, I was supposed to have the lesson of the story. The and, lesson you know, of the story. The bicycle yeah. and da da da. Yeah, yeah no. Um, yeah, I mean, let's let's not push the bicycle thing too far. Obviously, you can't really make you know bigger, <laughs> big change, elf level changes. Come on. Right. Okay. So we're right. talking peripheral level <laughs> ritual changes, not elf level ones. Let's go back to the story. Right. Let's give it a rating. What do you think? Is that, is that a story that you would have in your back pocket and be able to use? And where does it sit in your pantheon of stories? Oh, well, I, I, I love it. I think it's a beautifully, elegantly simple and effective story. Yeah. And one of the big challenges that everybody's got is changing people's minds. And you, you know you can't argue, right? Just argument doesn't work. Oh no, my bike's better than your bike. Your bike's old, and yeah. you know that just gets them defensive. Yeah, tell them the story. Yeah. So I think it's got a you know really great application. So yeah. look, um, I'm going to put that in my story bank. I'm going to give that an eight. I'm going to try and use that multiple times over Christmas. Yeah, yeah, me too. And I and I think there's lots more meaning in that story the more you delve into it. And I'm going to give it an eight and a half. It's uh, it's going to get the 0.5 extra. You have you have been given a lot of half marks. I know, I know. I'm just trying to yeah. differentiate my uh, scoring a little bit. Yeah. Uh, can't just keep falling back to those sevens. Okay, that's great. Well, that's a, that's a story for everyone's uh, story bank. So, uh, and I guess you know, leading into this festive season. We just wanted to wish everyone, uh, you know, a, a really safe and happy festive season and looking forward to 2022, of course, uh, to get back to a little bit of uh, travel, one thing, is one hopefully, fingers crossed, and um, to be able to see our friends and family from, you know, in all parts of the world. So, so yeah, it's going to, I mean, looking forward to that. What about you, Mark? Are you uh, 
looking forward to those. Sort well, of yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm doing a big sea change move starting on uh, the next few days. I'm moving down to the live by the uh, live by the ocean, so I'm very much looking forward to that. But the other thing I'm looking forward to is it's kind of linked to the reason we have the podcast, which is it's designed to help you build your repertoire of stories. And yeah. at Christmas, you know, in the festive season, it tends to be a time where families gather and stories are told. So this can be a really fabulous time to kind of take note of some of those amazing stories that get told and retold in your family. Yeah. And it's, it's worth doing because I was just having a conversation in the last couple of days with a lady whose mum is very unwell and, and she can no longer tell her stories. And the lady I was talking to was really upset because they haven't collected the stories and they're worried. Yes, they've heard them a few times, but they've never really delved into them. Yeah. And so, they, and so she's worried that those stories are going to be lost. Yeah. And so yeah. I guess I'll just when you, encourage people, when you're having these conversations and people are telling the story that you might have heard time and again, instead of just switching up and going, yeah, 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 kind of lean forward and maybe ask questions that elicit even more details than they've told in the past. Yeah. Yeah. You know? So what happened? Who else was there? How did you feel? What did it look like? And kind of go the story listing questions to get them more and more into the details because you might find that this story that you've heard a bunch of times has nuances that have never been explored yeah that's right and 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 always have in the back of your mind never ask that question of tell me a story because most people just freeze up they don't know what it means they find that putting a lot of pressure on them when you ask that question but if you're just having a chat with them and it's just the flow of the conversation to be able to sort of say, oh, like what happened there? You know, like you say, Mark, it's, they're the sort of questions that just the stories start to unfold. Um, I know with yes. my father, whenever I, whenever I, you know, sort of start to ask questions about specific stories, you know, he clams up rather than opens up. Yeah. But he's oh. quite willing to tell stories if it's a bunch of people and we're having a few drinks and, and it's just chatting and the stories just flow. And it's, as you say, it's just asking those small little things that help expand on the story. Yeah. yeah. You know, the festive season is a fantastic time to do that and build up your repertoire of stories. And not only might they be useful from a family perspective, but you, it's really likely that some of them will be fabulous from a business perspective. Absolutely. No doubt about it. Well, it's probably time for us to wrap up. Did you just want to say anything to the listeners uh, before we finish up, Mark? Um, well, yeah, I, I, I guess the 2020 and 2021 have been really challenging years for a lot of people. But there's, there is a school of thought that says that 2022, 2023 is going to be like the roaring 20s. Lots yeah. of fun and like people getting back to full on life. And look, I hope that's the case. And I hope that you have a fabulous festive season and that 2022 is just full of all the promise that you could, that you could uh, wish for. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thanks everyone for listening to this last episode of Anecdotally Speaking for 2021. And of course, tune in next year for the next episode. I suppose it will be in the middle of January, I would yep, say. Yep, 12th of January will be the... Uh, right when we get kicked back into our yep. uh, episodes put it um, in your diaries and how to yeah and how to just tell these stories to put these stories to work so bye for now
anecdotally speaking, was engineered by dave stokes from author to audio.